0: Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting today. I, oh, let me tell you today, 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 I have a couple awesome, awesome guests. Uh, I have Shelly Buck and uh, her co author, Kathy. And they have kindly consented to be a part of my podcast family here for today. You're definitely going to want to pull up a chair and hear what they have to say. But that's enough hearing from me. I'm going to turn it over to these two nice ladies. Welcome, Shelly. Welcome, Kathy.
1: Thank you.
2: Good to be
0: here. So uh, I know, uh, Shelly, Kathy, that y'all wrote a book uh about Shelley Sud who unfortunately passed away way too way too early uh, Tell us about that. I know you want to share from your heart how you as a mom Shelley felt about that how you dealt with that and where you are now in your journey after your son's passing. Go ahead.
2: Well, um, Ryder was diagnosed with cancer when he was 22. Um, in 2012. And he fought the cancer successfully for nine months and then was given a clean bill of health and went on to travel the world and play his music for people in Bali and all over the west coast of California. Um, And then in October that same year, this was 2013, he was walking home from his broken down car on the freeway in a dense fog in the middle of the night and was hit by two cars. And that took yeah. him. So, yeah. uh, from there, I went into the deepest, darkest place. I could never even imagine.
0: Um, and, that's understandable. Uh, sorry. Oh, I said that's understandable.
2: Yeah. And, um, we did what we could to memorialize Ryder. Um, we set up a scholarship, a music scholarship, at the local high school where he had gone. Um, we produced all of the music that he left behind in his journals and in recordings that he had already made. Wow. Um, and then we, Kathy and I, um, well, Ryder actually sent us a message. She sent me a message saying, mom, tell my story. So I called Kathy and said, I don't know what to do here. I, I'm not a writer. I don't, uh, where do I even begin? And I'll let Kathy tell the rest of that story.
1: Well, it's funny because I am a writer and my career has been a dual career, but part of the time, I've spent a lot of time helping people through grief, through writing. That's like my thing. And I helped myself through grief that way. And I've helped a lot of other people. And so Shelly called me up. She's like, oh, I just don't know where to go to find somebody that can help me write this book. Like, hello.
0: <laughs> so we, we had a your, bit of uh, a yeah. I'm right here to help you.
1: I know. Well, she sees the detail and doesn't, you know, I see the big picture, so we're kind of a good yin and yang um, partnership, but um, I was on board immediately. I know Ryder. Shelly and I go back to when we were 12 years old. We met when my family moved to her neighborhood and um, just instantly hit it off. Just bam. We were best friends and we have been ever since, and So I know her family, I know Ryder, and um, I know I was there, you know, across the country, but there for her all through the grief of losing Ryder. And so it's kind of like everything in my life prepared me to help my best friend do this big thing that was going to be the final element of her healing, so...
0: Wow. You know, I, I'm have sitting here, you know, I've, I've been a cop, consider myself a real tough guy, and I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm hearing the compassion between you two and how you care about each other. And Kathy, how you're looking out for Shelly and standing alongside of her. And, you know, that's kind of even getting me emotional here. So uh, I definitely, definitely hear you on that. And I think that we, we need to, as mom and dads, we we have those difficulties in our lives. We kind of need to have those friends, somebody that we can reach out to and talk to about things. And it's so wonderful, Kathy, that you're that element in Shelly's life.
1: Well, I feel really lucky too. I mean, I she's been my rock all the way through my life. And so it's like we were we were very lucky in the way that we met, the way that we connected and the way that each of our lives has just really supported the other at different times in different ways. So yeah, we felt lucky. Yeah.
0: Well, Shelley, tell me about Ryder's music. Cause I sound like it was very important to him. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Well, Ryder was always music driven, even when he was a little boy. Um, it, it brought him solace and it got him excited. But when he started playing guitar in high school, um, you know, he took a few lessons and then he quickly started teaching himself from um, online. And uh, he formed a band. He found a, a music college that, that would support his interests and his passion. And he started recording. Um, what we have recorded of his is mostly originals. He did a couple of covers that we had recorded, so we included those on his CDs. Um, But they are largely songs from a young man's heart. You know, they're romantic. Um, They're lovely to listen to. I have them in my car, and, of course, I always feel like he's in the car with me when I'm listening to his music. Um, Oh, man. But we have three CDs of his. And the first song he ever wrote was called Leave Your Light On. And it was um, uh, kind of foreshadowed what his life was really all about. And that is the title of the book as well, Leave Your Light On, because that's really what, what Ryder was, was a bright light in the world. So,
0: And do you, do you feel that that was kind of his message to you, to help him lead the light on?
2: Um, yes. He he wanted to continue to be a presence in everyone's lives, and he's shown up in countless ways to friends and family, my husband and myself. Um, and with Kathy's help, we really brought his story to fruition. And the book, though it's got cancer and death in it, it's really... An uplifting, inspirational story of a young man who pursued his passion with fearlessly and met his musical idols. Um, and they even showed up to play at his service. He had met his favorite band um, the week before he passed, and they they came and played.
0: Wow, which which band was this? I'm curious though. Oh,
2: yeah. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, they they say about passings, you know, it, it's it's all in how you look at it. And it seems like y'all turn toward a celebration, uh a, a homegoing celebration in the book uh it and it, it, it's and I know you two were tight you and, and Kathy Shelley that y'all were very close do you think you've even grown closer due to this whole experience
1: Absolutely. have we ever <laughs> we, we <laughs> we've been on the phone i swear i feel like we've been on the phone every day for about how many years now like 4 yeah i think about and you know, before that, before we began working together, I mean, months might go by before we talk, but, you know, Shelly has a story about having, you know, several months go by and getting ready to pick up the phone to call me. And I was on the phone already. Like when she picked it up, I had already called her. So that's how connected we are. But, you know, I want to make a point Please about the the framing of the book as a shining light because I've worked with other people who have a story to tell they work through their grief by telling the story of their loved one who who passed and they want to focus on the the journey toward that final you know passing but the life they're mourning is so much more than that And so Shelly and I, pardon me, got to really dive in and pick apart what is, you know, what is this thing that we want to tell about Ryder? Well, he already gave us the title, you know, Leave Your Light On. That's how he lived his life. And the more we kind of awaken to that, the more I think the more purpose the book had in the world, because people don't have the stomach necessarily to read about a tragedy you know we all we all have tragedy in our lives but we do get inspired when out of that tragedy comes something like a light that just will not dim so I think that's really important if anybody listening has their own story to tell there's a healing that happens in just stepping back and saying what was this life all about what was so magnificent about this loved one I have that the world should really hear about them. And that's, um, I think that's a really good thing.
0: Well said, very well said. Thank you me. know, yes, the passing of any loved one is tragic. You know, i lost my, my uncle and aunt all in a very short period and they had a lot to do with uh, my raising, but you know, out of that, I've, you know, reconnected with some of my cousins, and there there's such encouragement and uh, that can come out of a situation like that with the people that are still here with you. And I love what you said, Kathy. That it's not just a journey. A, a journey has an ending, but y'all are still growing closer to each other. You're growing. Period. Right. Right.
2: I agree. And Ryder has, like I said, continued to stay in touch and be an active part of the writing of the book and the producing of his music and just my everyday life. I mean, he weighs in, he touches his friends, Um, you know, I mean, his name is Ryder. So Ryder trucks appear to people different situations all the time. And I usually get a call. Oh, I saw a rider truck today. Oh, there was a whole line of rider trucks up on on the beach. Um, And, and lots of other ways too, but those, that's one of the little ones where, you know, our relationship continues.
0: Share, share with us a, a, a story or a portion of your book. I know here in this short podcast, we, we can't do it total justice but, you know, share with us uh, from your book.
2: Hmm. Got a
1: thought, Kat? I do. I always uh-huh. have a thought. Um, so one of the things that really came through as we were working on the book about Ryder and his light and is the fact that this was a very imperfect boy. <laughs> I mean, he was magnificent. He was. He had a heart. That never stopped he loved he had compassion he had talent he was gorgeous to look at him mean, he had a lot of things going for him and he was ornery and he made dumb mistakes and he pushed the envelope and <clears throat> so we packaged the light to mean all of that and he did it he just put it out there he didn't worry about what he wasn't you know what wasn't perfect about him <clears throat> but I think that's a really important story about him because like when, when he went in the hospital to have chemo, he would be in there for five days and then he would go home for two weeks. So his first week in the hospital He's down in the lobby at midnight doing Pilates with his chemo drip, you know, hooked up to his arm. He takes the chemo drip out to the patio to play his guitar to the stars, which was absolutely not allowed. He wanted to be a vegetarian, and it was not allowed. I mean, there was just he just kept pushing and pushing pushing. But in the end, I mean, he healed, you know. So he made sure that he had room to be himself and to be all of himself, and everyone figured out how to work around that, but, um, so leaving your light on doesn't mean that you're a big saint, it means you're all of who you are, and nothing more, and nothing less.
0: Oh, Amen to that, and you know, that, that has lessons for us here, for the parents, you know, you you got to let that child of yours, that teen of yours, be who they were born to be, and help them to discover what their giftings are, and those giftings may be totally different from yours, and I find that sometimes those different giftings, they sort of rub against each other, and there's some friction, it's like, ah, uh, but you let them be who they are be and encourage them and encourage them to grow their gifts. And Shelly, what Kathy's saying is like a testament to you. It sounds like you, you let him grow and you gave encouragement and out of that was produced this wonderful child then a wonderful teen and a wonderful young man.
1: I agree. Yeah,
2: we really did. Um, I have three sons. We really did give them each their space to become who they were born to be. You know, they all came out so different um, uh, from one another. And finding, you know, Ryder had it hard because he was the first one. And I've got some really ramped up energy in me just kind of running through me. Um, and he was a very calm baby and child and young adult. Um so I had to learn to back off and let him have his um, his quiet time, his solitude. Um, and uh, it was it was against everything in me as a person to just chill out. And that was one of his favorite things to say: "Just chill, mom. It's going to be fine, mom." And uh, you know, then I had these two others that were. Very, very different um, than Ryder. And they each need they each need something special and um and mostly just the space to grow into who they are.
0: Well, you know, a lot of times we as parents we get on to ourselves because we're not perfect enough. We're not perfect like the person we see across the street or in the grocery store or in the church. But None of us are perfect. We were all ber- born imperfect, and we can't—it's—we ex- can't expect for our children to be perfect. But and and they're gonna have some failings, and they're gonna have some areas of weaknesses. But Kathy, the way that you describe the whole situation is like, I'm gonna love you no matter what. Yeah, you may be ordinary, you, you may cause me to want to pull my. Hair out, but <laughs> but we're gonna love you <clears throat> anyway. And it sounds like such an unconditional love.
2: Well, it was yeah I felt blessed from the minute he was born, and um I still feel blessed to have him in my life. It's really, a good balance for me, you know, because because like I said, I'm so tightly wound. I needed someone. Besides my husband, who's a very calm character, to just teach me those lessons that, you know, uh, um, much can be found in the quiet times of life. Whereas I, you know, filled my life and and filled my time and was constantly going. And uh, Ryder taught me that, you know, meditation is a good practice.
0: And. um, yeah, So it sounds like he he stretched you.
2: Absolutely,
0: Mom. yeah. And that's going to happen to us as as parents. Uh, you know, there there are some moms and dads that don't feel that they're uh, adequate enough to have the kids that they have. But I'm a big believer that if if God gave you those children, if He has also given you the ability to work with it helped develop, it helped grow them into self-led adults. You know, you you can, and you realize, and I'm, I'm loving this, you realize that, hey, I have areas that I could grow in because of my son. And I even more so love that, yeah, even though he's gone, I'm still finding areas that I could grow in. And out of that growth, we have this book, Leave Your Light On.
1: Exactly.
0: Yep. Exactly. And Kathy, uh, you know, I I have a best friend of mine. He and I, we've been best friends for about 30 years. And he's a a wonderful guy. And uh, he's also sort of like an accountability partner for me. And I'm an accountability partner for him. And having somebody that you could go and talk to about things, uh, I strongly encourage all moms and dads to seek out that person and even a mentor that kid, that you could talk to. But specifically, since I'm talking about you two, a friend, uh, because I, I think the Lord brings those type of people into all our lives and we ought to take advantage of it.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: And Kathy, you know, just kind of change subjects here a little bit. Uh, what, other, what other projects have you been involved in? It's, it sounds like you're an avid writer.
1: I am. Yeah, I love to write and I've been lucky enough to, you know, have that be my career. But I, I early in my life, I realized that writing is such a healing tool Because basically, we're just revealing ourselves to ourselves when we write, because we don't necessarily know what we're really thinking until we get it out on paper. And so um, when my mom died, when I was, uh, she was 60, and I was 40, it it took a real hit. I mean, it was a real emotional thing for me. And I took to writing and I did something a little bit creative with it but it was very healing and very freeing. And it helped me, like Shelly's talking about, it helped me keep that relationship with my mom in my life. And so I began leading other people through programs like that and um, have just been able to witness incredible healing through the power of people's own words on paper. And so, this act of, you know, working with Shelley on the book was both a professional writing effort, but it was mm-hmm. also a healing effort. And, um, she had done a lot of her own writing, which we based, you know, the book that we wrote was based on a long journal that she had kept during Ryder's illness and after his passing, but we turned it into <clears throat> more of a story, but, um, I just think that, in a way, I feel like we've been robbed in just sort of the whole way we look at grief and emotions and the things that we have the ability to find our own comfort. We really do. I mean, either through our spirituality or through writing, or you know, there's just some some very innate, you've natural way. Out. You you've
0: you have to get it out. out.
1: You have to get it out because you can't understand death is a very, I mean, it's a—it's complicated how it triggers all these different feelings that people have. But um, I just feel good about the fact that what I learned for myself ended up being a tool that other people could take and work with in their own
0: lives. And Shelly, it sounds like you are the purpose of of your own healing because you you were keeping a journal, so there was things that you were getting out and then having the ability to share it with Kathy. You know, I I'm a big proponent of journaling. I think that as your kids uh, come up, and I wish I'd have done more of it earlier. I, I kind of came to it here late. Uh, like your know, little journal, what am I grateful for? In right. regards to my kids, my wife, and and everything like that. Also coming up, I wrote poetry because that it was hard for me to put into words sometimes how I felt about things. So I would write a poem, and all that poem was for me was an outline. So now that I can go down through that, and I can get my feelings out there uh, to my wife or or, you know, regarding different uh, situations. So I, I found that to be very helpful to me. So I get what you're talking about, Kathy, that it's something that is so emotional, it's so laden with grief to get that out there and, and to get it into print and then talk to somebody about it.
1: Yep.
0: It's a wonderful thing. It does. Well, Shelly, can you tell us where we can get the book and the CDs? I'd like for you to send me a link so that I can put that out to my audience in the podcast uh, show description so they have a link to that and a link to the book. But go ahead and tell them where they can find this book.
2: Well, the book is available on its own website called Leave Your Light On Book dot com um, it's also available directly from Amazon under leave your light on um, and Ryder's Music is under Ryder Buck and Ryder Buck and the Breakers he's got their are their two, ty- their two um, categories and they're available on iTunes and I will send you a link but you can find the three CDs under Ryder Buck on iTunes. I believe I found everything there yesterday.
0: And parents and guardians, I want to challenge you to go out and get this book. I also want to challenge you to, as you go through your life with your kids, get, get a journal. You don't have to be a fancy writer or anything like that. You know, you don't have to have a master's degree or even a bachelor's degree. Just write down the things that are going on with your children, the things that are going on in your household, and particularly the positive things that your children do and their positive accomplishments, because there's going to be that those times in their lives where they're going to feel down on themselves, and so you can just open up that journal and say, hey, listen, keep pressing forward. Look here. You overcame this hur- hurdle. You overcame this hurdle. So you can overcome this one too. And then in grief situations, you can get it out on print, and, and then you can go. And it's like going to the doctor. There's, you, there's things you want to tell the doctor, but, you know, you may have forgotten why you're off in there, but if you write everything down before going in, and that's what the journal is, you write everything, then you go talk to your friend, like Shelly went and talked to Kathy. Well, Shelly and Kathy, thank you so, so much for taking the time to speak to my audience and to share your story and to share your friendship.
1: Oh, Thanks. what a pleasure, thank you.
0: All right, well, well <laughs> let me tell you, the pleasure has been all mine. You've you, you touched this rough and gruff, uh, audibly retired peace officer's heart with your friendship and how much you care for each other, and how much you're there for each other. Well, mom and dads, as always, I want to challenge you to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.